Hey, 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 welcome to Conversations of a Grown Woman, where we as women can choose to grow in together in love. Nothing is off limits. We will talk about our home, our hearts, our children, and most importantly, our gods. So we are in the middle of uh, the Boss Up series, and it occurred to me that I've been doing a lot of interviewing, but you guys have not been able to hear from me. You guys have not been able to hear the different ways that I've been bossing up, the different ways that I've been growing. You guys haven't had the opportunity to learn from my mistakes. So guess what? Guess what we're going to do for a little while. You guys are going to get the opportunity to hear from me um, and to learn from me and my mistakes. And I am super, super excited because I have so much to share with you guys on that note. So starting today, We're going to talk about bossing up in a way I think we don't like to look at it. And I think in a way that trauma does not allow us to look at it, you know. So when I say boss up, I mean bossing up and not being too prideful to ask for help. Because you cannot, and I just learned this, so that's why I'm talking about it. You cannot boss up, right, if you don't know how to ask for help. There are so many times that I've spent struggling, right, because I was so proud. Okay, I'll give you guys this perfect example. Like, so I was fresh out of uh, my divorce and I was struggling. I was having a hard time and I could not afford like anything because I was barely working. And I remember my grandmother, it was around Easter. My grandmother bought my kids Easter clothes. And y'all, let me tell you what, this girl right here, me, I bust out crying and I asked my grandmother, I was like, why would you do that? Why did you do that? Why would you do that? And she was like, and she sent me down. She said, baby, she said, that's what family is for. She said, we fill in when you can't. She said, I would not watch you um, not be able to do for them kids knowing that I can and I don't. And that took something out of me because I explained to her, well, grandma, you just made me feel less than a mother because I made a position in which I cannot provide for my children. I cannot take for my take, uh, take care of my children. Um, And that was my first lesson on accepting help because I was, you know, due to some things I had experienced, I felt like I had to be for myself. I had to do for myself and I just had to, you know, handle it all to the best of my ability. And I wasn't going to ask for help. One thing I know, I know how to work and I was going to work. But that moment broke me down. And it was the first of many, many moments um, because I had so many in which I had to like ask for help. Even in that season alone, I remember going to the YMCA because the job that I worked for did not make much, but I was working, so I needed childcare. So I remember going to the YMCA and filling out a grant for childcare. It was embarrassing, but I needed it. I needed help for my children. And it was like one of the best experiences for my daughter at the time. Um, It's something definitely I'll never forget. I don't know if she's forgotten or not, but it was just like... It was great. Um, It was great. Um, So I was glad that I was able to ask for help. But like, you know, you think you go through things. You're like, okay, I'm over that portion of my life. I can ask for help. No, 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 it does not. It does not work like that. And those things hinder you. Um, And for a long time, I looked at it to be pride. And so I prayed against pride. Right. And. It got to the point where somebody said, hey, you, you know, you need help with this. You want this? Um, can I help you with this? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. But there was another level of something that I hadn't quite dealt with. I prayed to get rid of pride and I worked actively to get rid of pride. And, you know, we're going to talk about our God. And so scripture tells us that whatever we bind 
on earth is bind in heaven. And it's not necessarily the act of prayer. It's the act of doing. If I actively get rid of pride, if I actively work against pride, then heaven is going to back me up. God is going to back me up and get rid of pride. And so that's what I was doing. Anybody want to give me something? Sure, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll do this. And before I couldn't do that. So God had dealt with me on pride, right? So now getting to this week, and this is fresh, so that's why I'm starting off talking about this as far as bossing up. Um, getting to this week, last week, God was dealing with me, I feel like, on vulnerability. And I'll talk some more about that later on. But a lot of times we want things, right? We want love, we want this, we want that, but we're not willing to give anything, right? Um and we're not willing to allow people to see that side of us, right? So I want this, I want that, but you can't see this side of me. But I want you to be in love with me. I want you to love me. I want to grow and have a relationship with you. But you can't see you can't see all of me. You can only see the side I want you to see. Well, see, if you think about it, like, do you really want love? Or do you want a space filler? Because what you're asking for versus what you give and you're producing something that's not authentic. Like that person is not, they don't know who they fall in love with because you're just giving them a side of you that you're not, you know, that you want them to see. You're giving them the shelf side of you, shall I say. It's the side that you put on the shelf for everybody to see, but you're not giving them the ingredients. So really, they really don't know what they're getting. They just see something bright and shiny and think, oh, okay, that's good. But then when you get in certain deep situations and those sides you that you have not revealed start to come out subconsciously, then what? All right. So it's, it's about vulnerability. Like I feel like you can't be willing to boss up if you're not vulnerable enough to give yourself into acts of what you need, you know? So when I talk about vulnerability in sense of a relationship or anything like that, like you have to be willing to be vulnerable so that you can get the love that you want so that you can get the love that you need. And there's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, I need love. Like my son does this all day, every day. Like I, he has to get at least three hugs and I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, so many levels for so many reasons. First of all, he voiced that to me that that's a need of his mom. I need those hugs. I feel like I be needing love. And while I may feel like, Oh my God, I'm, am I loving my son? Right? Yes, I'm loving him to the best that I know how to love him, but I'm not inside of his mind. So I don't know what he needs. But when he voice it to me and say, mom, I need these hugs. He a lot of times he don't have to ask for those hugs. A lot of times I walk up to him, boy, come here, give your mama a hug. And because I know he need extra love, I'm going to lay it on him thick too with your handsome self. My um son, he a bad man now. And he's only eight. But the fact that he can articulate, mama, I need this extra love. I'm going to give it to him. And I think we as growing women, especially women who say that we are growing and say that we want to grow, I think that we have to be willing to open up ourselves to that level of vulnerability now to like practical applications of vulnerability since I've been talking about vulnerability and I don't want to talk too long without getting to the point um, of this, this, um, this podcast episode for today. Okay, so... I was going through some things. I'm currently in school and I was having a hard time, right? But I'm thugging it out. Like I am going to continue to do the, you know, do what I need to do to the best of my ability. But I had to write a paper last week and the paper required me getting vulnerable. And while it was a requirement to get vulnerable, I got a little too vulnerable 
um, because I was trying to <laughs> fluff up some stuff to make page requirements, right? And so my teacher requested, my professor requested a meeting with me. So I'm like, yes, I got her in a meeting. Now I got, I was writing out questions all week on the flashcard that I wanted to ask her, you know, cause I'm trying to figure out how to get better. And y'all, when I say that when I got on the Skype with this professor, she laid a new one into me. Like she peeled me back and then put me back together again. Um, that wouldn't have came if I wasn't vulnerable. And I had to, in in order to maximize that session with her, I had to be willing to be vulnerable and tell her, hey, this is something I don't understand. I don't get this. I don't get that. Like we even talked about, I'm telling you guys how vulnerable I was. We even talked about my articulation. I was like, look, I don't know how to articulate. Like I write how I talk um, and I try to turn it on, turn it off. And I'm getting to a point of realization that I'm no longer turning it off. Like I am writing like I talk, which when you start talking about academia uh, writing um, in an academic form or academia writing, you can't write how you talk. Like uh, 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 my talking um, in reference to my writing in academics, that is messy. It's sloppy and it's not um, considered um, proficient academic writing. But I had to be willing in order to receive what I needed to receive. I had to be open to that. I had to be willing um, to admit uh, what was going on. So my teacher sat me down, right? And we talked about my weaknesses, things I felt. And this is nothing she pointed out. This is everything I pointed out and I'm asking for help. So she set, set me down, walked me through the process, told me what I needed to do, how I needed to do it, when I needed to get it done, how I needed to get it done, sat with me and planned out my days. I have my days planned out, right? I have my week. I get up and write down my assignments and everything I need to do for the week and my planner for a to-do list. I do all of that. But I, I wasn't doing it the way that she explained to me that I should be doing it. And so now I feel more effective. And I'm actually taking a break because we created a plan. I've been working on it. And I'm so excited because now I've, I've been able to see it come um, to life. And I'm like, oh, let me take a break. Let me talk about this because this is a lesson that somebody needs. Like we need to learn how to be vulnerable and be okay with constructive criticism, be okay with constructive feedback, be okay with people helping us in our vulnerable moments, in our broken moments, in our hard moments, in our hurt moments. And furthermore, ladies, and I'm going to get back to my professor, but in furthermore, ladies, we need to be okay. And we need to be emotionally mature enough to recognize the source of our feelings. Cause we have feelings and we can articulate, Hey, I don't like when you do this. I don't like when you do that. I feel sad when you do this. I feel sad when you do that. But we cannot articulate where those feelings come from. And if you dig deep enough, those feelings come from past experiences. And so you have, it's important to be vulnerable so you can identify those um, feelings in connection with past experiences so you can deal with the past experiences and no longer bring them into your new situation. Because we get in situations where we're wondering why we're getting the same result because you're doing the same thing subconsciously, unknowingly, but you're doing it um, because you're making decisions based off of your past situations and not based upon y'all and not based upon what you want. I'm telling y'all like this really, really hit me really hard because we we say all day long. I talk to a lot of my girlfriends. We talk about what we want, how we want things, different, but we're we are not behaving. Um, in a manner to represent what we want. Because now, y'all, I'm, I got to go back to the Bible. Um, 
Faith is the evidence of things not seen. So if I want something I have yet to see, my faith will allow me to present myself and walk in that manner already, even though I have not received it. Right? Yet instead, I'm walking in past mannerisms. That's my past. So of course, no wonder I am going to attract my past. And I can give y'all another scripture to back that up. Whatever a man thinketh, so shall he be. If you're doing things subconsciously in regards to your past, that's what you think subconsciously. That's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to receive. So like, that's like the number one thing of boxing up because you are, you have to think like, if I want to be here to this certain level, I got to already think up here. Like, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's going to entail, but baby, I got to do the work. I got to do the research to think up to here, whether that's in career, whether that's in school, whether that's in a relationship, you have to be willing to do the work. And the only way you're going to get there, the only way you're going to be able to do that work is by being vulnerable. And nobody does it because nobody likes how it feels. When I was on the call with my professor, I felt real small, real, real, real small. But because I wanted to grow, me feeling small did not get the best of me. Um, when I made a decision to express some of my vulnerabilities and some of my fears to to someone, it was very, very scary for me. The scariest thing I had ever done in my life. And I remember typing out my fears and crying the entire time I was typing them out. And being afraid because I did not know what the response would be. I did not know the implications. I did not know what it would entail. You know what I'm saying? But I want to live an authentic life, right? And so whether it's in career, whether whether it's in relationship, friendships, all of that stuff, I want those things to be authentic, I want to live in an authentic happiness, not in and happiness comes with being whole. Like you can be whole and happy completely alone. The problem is, and the problem why a lot of us can't do it completely alone because we haven't dealt with that past stuff. And so we feel like if a, if I get a new situation, it's gonna make me feel it's gonna make me feel better about my past situation. If I get a high grade, it's gonna make me feel better about the low grade I got last time. But what about the change? What about the internal work? What about the longevity of the change? Because you can make a change. And if you have not done the internal work, the change is it, it does not produce any longevity in the change. So I want longevity. If I if I if I succeed in my career, if I succeed in school, then I want that to lead to longevity into my career um, path that I'm trying to create for myself or my business that I'm trying to create for myself. If I am vulnerable you know, I I want that to lead to longevity, not something that's like fabricated, something that happens, comes and goes overnight. Um, and so, like, if I had to, like, really, 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 really think um, about, oh, God, if I really had to think about a Bible story, it was Jesus with his disciples when he went um, to be transfigured. He was presenting himself in a way to the disciples in which they had never seen him. And it was possibly a way in which they could not like 100% fully fathom or understand. But it was a it was a part of the process. Like it had to happen before he reached the cross. Because these were the same people that were going to testify him after he died. Testify about him after he died, after he left, these were the same people who were going to have an authentic testimony 
about who Jesus Christ was because they seen him in a form of fashion no one else had. So even when people came to question, even when people with their own doctrinal or doctrinal beliefs came to question what they were testifying, they knew without a doubt a shadow in their mind because they seen Jesus in a way no one else had seen him before. And not only that, the transfiguration was confirmation um, of who Jesus was because in the transfiguration, the Bible speaks of Elijah being present. The Bible speaks of Moses being present. And basically, it was a representation of the prophets, a representation of the law, and then Jesus Christ who was to come to create the new law. So it it was a representation of everything of the past, and then you had the new come. So Jesus was basically saying, hey, this is your past. The law is your past because I'm going to give you a new law. Um, prophets is a part of your past in your future, but overall encompassed together, everything that comes together equals me. I am the new future. I am the new way. I am the truth in the light. And that's, and that's why it makes sense when he said, I am the truth in the light. Cause I encompass your past, your present in your future. And if we know anything about scripture, um, we know that God is a three part being, and he also made us three part beings. So when you start breaking down things in three part, on that display of transfiguration that's what it said i am your past i am your future i am your present you see moses i am your exodus you see elijah i am your fire um on the mount i am that i am that and then you see jesus i am your redemption i am that and that's that's what was on display for the disciples to see so i say all this to say that you cannot boss up if you're not a hundred percent willing to ask for help, receive help, be vulnerable enough to admit that you need help because that's what the vulnerability comes in at. Um, You can expect to grow and look back hindsight and see your past and say, okay, that's where I grew from. You should be able to be at a place where you're sitting in your present and you have a good overview of your past and you can see your future very, very clearly, but you are enjoying the present which is the process. Um, You have to get to a point to where that is happening or else you miss out on the opportunity to boss up. Listen, that is my time, y'all. If I said anything that did not sit well with you or um, anything that helped you grow, please, 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 please let me know, y'all. Email me at proudandsassyenterprise at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to go over to my YouTube channel, like, and subscribe to Shuntree Smoot, um, YouTube channel. You guys can also follow me on social media, Shuntree Smoot on Facebook, um, Shuntree's underscore sassy underscore Smoot on Instagram and Shuntree Zero, I think on TikTok. Um, the TikTok is more of like little fashion trends, tricks on being a mom, things I do as far as studying and all of that stuff and me just becoming, um, If you have not already done so, go and purchase the book, Conversations of a Grown Woman. Um, Who knows, if I get enough feedback, we might be doing a second one. Y'all, look, that's my time. Remember, love with your whole heart because I love you. This is Conversations of a Grown Woman where we as women can choose to grow together in love. Nothing is off limits. We will talk about our homes, our hearts, our children, and most importantly, our God.